son and daughter of the soil. God Jordan and Lenora Jordan. We come to give God praise to lift up his holy name. Because he said in his word, if he be lifted up, he will draw souls to him. So here we are to lift up his holy name. That soul be saved. So today, 
Um, the topic today will be the first reason why it was necessary for God to replace the first covenant by the gospel of the kingdom was that certain aspects of that covenant alienated the Gentiles from God while they created an enmity between the Jews and the Gentiles. Now, this topic is linked to four videos that were done previously. So I'll mention the four videos' names. So you can either start off by listening to those four videos done previously, or you start from this segment and then re-listen to those four videos. So the first name of the video is the priesthood under which the law was given had to be replaced by the Melchizedek priesthood. The second episode was Grace and Truth came by Jesus Christ. We have the third one. There is but one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And then the fourth one is the just shall live by faith. So it's linked to those four episodes or should I say videos that were done previously, right? Now, the first reason why it was necessary for God to replace his holy, just, and good law, even the Ten Commandments referenced in Romans chapter 7, verse 7, and verse 12, by a more excellent ministry, and by the better covenant of the gospel of the kingdom of God, as Matthew chapter 11, verse 13, and Luke chapter 16, verse 16 states, was that certain aspects of that first covenant alienated the Gentile nations from God. So I'll read a couple of verses to confirm this statement. So from Ephesians chapter 2, from verses 11 to 22. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who had made both one and had broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace." and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them which were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together great unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. So I read from Ephesians chapter 2, 
11 to 22. And all scripture reading will be taken from the King James Version Bible. So brethren, what was just read is a pre-Christian position of the Gentiles. And it could not have been stated more clearly. So from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 to 12, it is clearly stated that before the gospel of the kingdom's dispensation, the Gentiles enjoy the unenviable position of being without Christ. That can be confirmed by reading Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12. Now, in addition, we were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and as such, were strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and we were without God in the world. That's confirmed by reading Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12. So, brethren, what we just read in Ephesians clearly described the disadvantageous and hopeless position in which the Gentiles found themselves. And what was even worse was the fact that the covenants which gave the Israelites preferential treatment on the one hand were the said covenantal instruments which ensured the alienation of the Gentiles from God. So this being the case, it followed, therefore, that if the relationship between the Gentiles and God had to change, a new covenantal arrangement had to be enacted to give effect to such a change. Otherwise, the status of the Gentiles, as we read in Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 11 to 12, would have been our hopeless portion forever. But thanks be to God who is no respecter of persons. So from Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 13 to 18, we notice that through the sacrifice of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, a new covenantal relationship between God and all of humanity had been ratified. So this can be confirmed by reading Matthew chapter 26, verses 27 to 28. Mark chapter 14, verses 23 to 24. Luke chapter 22, verses 20. And Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13. So one can read that on their own time. Now, in the process of changing the former hopeless position of the Gentiles which obtained, God did something which is little known and much less preached about. So to what am I referring to? This is it. Those said laws which gave preferential treatment to the Jews, on the one hand, while they ensured the alienation of the Gentiles from God, had to be repealed in order to prevent those former Jews who later became Christians from insisting that the Gentiles who also became Christians conform to those said pro-Jewish laws which alienated them from God. So that particular list of laws 
call the middle wall of partition that Jesus Christ broke down can be found in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 consisting of those commandments which gave preferential treatment to the Jews while they ensure the alienation of the Gentiles from God were labeled the enmity since they ensure the permanent separation of the Jews from the Gentiles. Now, if the law called the middle wall of partition and the enmity in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 and 15 were not removed before God reconciled humanity back to himself, he would have had a reconciled Jewish man and a reconciled Gentile man in his spiritual kingdom. But having removed those laws, which gave the Jews preferential status, he was then able to make of Jew and Gentile one new man in Christ. For confirmation, read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 to 15. Thus enabling him to reconcile humanity in one body, even the church, by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, as can be found in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 to 16. So one would ask, where in the Bible can that statement be substantiated? And the answer is quite simple. And it can be found in the Apostle Paul's epistle to the Colossians. That is where he dealt in greater detail with the said issue, which was previously dealt with in his epistle to the Ephesians. Now, while St. Paul dealt with the topic in general terms in his Ephesians letter, in his epistle to the Colossians, he identified those laws which were called the middle war of partition and even the enmity in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 to 15. Now, in addition to identifying these laws in his epistle to the Colossians, he then informs us of the means which Jesus employed in getting rid of them, thus making them non-obligatory for the New Testament believer in this dispensation of grace. So, the following quote is taken from Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 and then 11 to 14. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Verse 11, In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also he had risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who had raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, had he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, 
and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. So that was taken from Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, and then 11 to 14. Now, in addition to having circumcised our hearts, thus separating us from our past sins, as Colossians chapter 2, verse 11 states, and linking us to Christ by spiritual baptism, as 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, and Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5 states, even the baptism which the thief on the cross experienced, as Luke chapter 23, verses 42 to 43 states, Jesus simultaneously blotted out for the New Testament believer those laws contained in ordinances called the enmity and the middle wall of partition in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 to 15, by nailing them to his cross, as we read in Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 thus making them non-obligatory for the New Testament believer forever. So that can be confirmed, brethren, by reading Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 for yourselves. So, brethren, in an effort to remove all ambiguity with respect to those laws which Jesus nailed to his cross, as Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 states, was written, Thus informing us that we should not entertain any notion whatsoever from anyone with respect to any obligation to observing any of those laws which Jesus nailed to his cross, since they were but a shadow to the Jew of things to come. So for confirmation, please read Colossians chapter 2 verse 16, which states, let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in any respect of any holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days. That is taken from Colossians chapter 2 verse 16. So the question now one would might ask is why should one not even consider what they say? with respect to those ordinances listed in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16, which I just read. So the answer is very simple. Christ blotted them out at Calvary. Read Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 for yourselves. In addition to having blotted them out, we were also informed that those laws listed in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16, were but a shadow of things to come. So, to confirm what is said, please read Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. And it states, Let no man therefore judge you in meat, or in drink, or in respect of an holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come. But the body is of Christ. So as I close, brethren, because certain aspects of the first covenant, commonly called the law, alienated the Gentiles from God and guaranteed preferential treatment to the Jews, while they created an institutionalized enmity between the Jews and the Gentiles, 
that first covenant had to be replaced by the gospel of the kingdom which was not discriminatory to any section of the human community but offered salvation to all which can be read in ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 to 18 as confirmation so brethren this is the end of my segment i will be live next week again so please prepare yourselves for jesus christ's return because he will be returning soon Thank you.